Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So, today's episode is on dealing with overwhelm and weight loss. So today's going to be a solo episode, and there it's an ex- I, it's coming in an awful lot through DMs, and generally when we're having conversations with clients who are on their welcome calls, it's one of the biggest struggles that a lot of people do have, and I know I've suffered from this myself, whether it be a weight loss goal, whether it be a muscle building goal, whether that be a business goal or whatever it may be. But the biggest thing that we can all we can all relate to it really in all aspects of life. So I think it's it's not uncommon and it's a lot more common than people realise. I think every single one of us has 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 had the has had the issue of overwhelm in relation to loads of different things. And like especially if you think of it when you start a new job you don't know what you're doing you're looking for guidance but you may not be getting that guidance from the actual person themselves and you're you're afraid to ask questions you think that you should be an expert already this isn't happening quick enough whether it be a pay rise whether that be raising through the ranks or whatever it may be so before i kind of go into this just let you guys know we're opening up a couple of spaces for online coaching for ourselves so if you're looking to lose weight get ready for the summer or whether you are looking to improve your relationship with food and address your emotional eating, your stress eating, whatever it may be, looking to kind of, if you are postnatal or prenatal, if you are someone who is looking to build muscle, um, then we can definitely, definitely help. So if this episode hits home, then I would highly recommend to share it with your friends. If you want to get in touch with us to, to apply for coaching, please do let us know because I think the biggest thing is if you are struggling with something and you're afraid to reach out, the worst thing that could happen is there's not a whole lot that could happen. We can either stay potentially where we're at or we can actually try to address the things that are kind of like leading us to a direction. So generally when it comes to overwhelm, generally overwhelm by definition is the loss of a side of a goal. Okay, so generally when we get overwhelmed by something, it's something that we try to do everything very very quickly without having the actual tools in place in order to get to it and or deal with something have you ever thought about when you get a little bit more stressed or you get a little bit more anxious a little bit more tired or a combination of the three it's generally we haven't got the tools in our arsenal to deal with that moment in time so the first one in dealing with overwhelm and how to address it with weight loss is you try to do it to do everything on your own if you ever try to actually look at when you are learning how to drive you go and hire an instructor and that instructor will educate you on the three-point turn or how to feed the wheel or look left and right or whatever it may be and it's you're seeking guidance on that side of things when you're in college you seek guidance from the lecturer or you're in school and you're, you're talking to the teacher or whatever it may be and you try and go it alone and the importance of having an actual support around you whether it be through a coach or whether it be through actual communication with your partner or your family is hugely important because without support it's it feels lonely and an, an element of weight loss and stress eating or emotional eating can be an element of loneliness so if we don't feel we have those people fighting our corner it can be very difficult to kind of to kind of deal with things 
and you may not have the support that you have around you you may not have support around you but there are people somewhere in your life whether they be in a different country or whatever it may be but it's also that sign of like you're trying to you're afraid to almost ask for help like women are amazing and a lot of women can take on their emotional struggles plus their emotional struggles of their partner plus their emotional struggles of their kids and then they are expected to function in a full manner and be able to park it and deal with their own stuff i think men and women or any gender how can have the the mindset of asking asking for help or getting help as a sign of failure this is the actual mindset is actually failing you and mindset is the missing ingredient in the vast majority of weight loss programs out there and i'm going to do an episode shortly on i'm sitting down today and recording a good few episodes and one of the podcasts is going to be the whether it be mindset before counting calories and i had a couple of messages in today literally beforehand of people saying that we had to address x y and z before i could could deal with it and they were the ones that were potentially feeling a little bit overwhelmed at the beginning and those individuals that they're listening they'll know who i'm talking about but if you're not focusing on actually changing your outcome or your mindset or your process you'll be stuck you're constantly going to be stuck in that quicksand and not looking to actually change or alter things asking for help is actually a sign of strength recognizing when you actually need help and that you're not an expert at something like nutrition for weight loss i'm always learning about nutrition i'm always learning about the psychology behind weight loss i don't know everything so how are we expected when it's not your job to learn everything learning off someone that actually knows what they're talking about can actually help you to get out of that cycle of being stuck or recognize and help you to guide where you want to go instead of saying or staying stuck feeling overwhelmed when weight loss researching more diets more detox programs more skinny tea things more ab belts or whatever maybe that don't actually give you long-term results are not going to aid you quick fixes can actually make weight loss longer because they're not addressing the actual issues with your emotions the triggers the habits when you're actually seeking support and actually looking at and reaching out a hand and saying i need support this is actually what's going on it can be scary because you're giving that baton to someone else to guide you it's normally ego talking to ourselves when we're trying to do it on our own and we're not we're reluctant to actually ask for help when we're at work we're afraid to ask our boss for, sorry for the inconvenience it's not an inconvenience it's their job to help you it's in their job specification if you have a coach and you're afraid to ask questions that's a sign that they may not be the right person for you any coach that doesn't actually answer that questions for you or doesn't necessarily understand where you're coming from potentially try to rephrase it that little bit differently or ask the coach to rephrase it for you you also have to remember that most people that are coming to myself are are working professionals are parents are single parents and they don't have that time in order to do three or four courses on top of nutrition on top of what they're doing already you don't have that time to research what's the right training plan what's the what's the right 
uh, amount of pro- protein I need on a daily basis. What a set point theory. Take You're adding more stress and overwhelm to your life by trying to do everything on your own. It's ironic because you think it's for you, but it's actually adding more strain to you. And when you are researching something, you're probably researching a hell of a lot of nonsense. You're Googling quick fix. How do I get rid of, I don't know, stubborn belly fat or how do I get rid of my hip dip? They're not possible with the hip dip anyway, but you can't you can't target stubborn belly fat. And the amount of information that you you have and trying to Google everything on your own. Like Google, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it may be, is a great place, but it's not regulated. It contributes to your overwhelm when it comes to your health goals. Like most of what you see online is someone sharing their own personal experience. Not someone providing scientific research that backs their claims and customizing it to you. But there are people who are improving that. The likes of Alan, Alan Aragon. The likes of BioLane Norton. The likes of... Well, I would hope that we do it here as well. The likes of James Smith. Think about how many actual free challenges you've signed up to in the past. Think about how many workouts that you've actually saved off Instagram during the lockdowns. How many have you actually taken action from? I'm guessing nothing. All the free things you sign up for contributes to your overwhelm. It's like, well, I failed if I'm not doing it. You keep looking for more information. You keep looking for information and you get this information overwhelm. And you try to do every single thing on, on your own rather than going for and, and actually going in full hog into something. It leads to just that overwhelm. Like free, free information is great. That's the beauty of social media right now. You have so much information from so many research papers if you're following the right people. But the important thing is a lot of free stuff won't get you the results you're looking for. It will be the tip of the iceberg. It won't necessarily be what's underlying under that little ocean that you're in. Think about how many free programs or even 100 euro programs you signed up for and never got the long-term results you're looking for. You see those low low price points. You see, yes, they're really really enticing. They give you they they don't really give you the information. They're kind of holding back, so you kind of buy another one. That's not transformation. That's just information. If those programs or whatever may be provided more than just information, actually providing you with transformation, you wouldn't be listening to this. I wouldn't be here. Nobody would be here. My point in coaching people isn't to have them all the time. I'm not doing my job if I'm not, if I don't, if I have them all the time or they're not changing their goals from weight loss to muscle muscle building or to getting strong as hell. I'm not doing my job properly. But it's important for someone to have that conversation. Like I had a conversation with one of my amazing clients this morning, a postnatal client, and she was getting overwhelmed by things at the minute. And because there was a lot of stuff going on externally for her in her life, she had a couple of trips coming up and she was like, oh, well, I want, I'm going away in three weeks and I want to do a calorie deficit. I'm like, but we need to try and get to the actual base of get your regular meals in because you're waking up hungry because you're not eating enough during the day because we're stressed. So now may not be the most beneficial time to do that. We can do it 100%. But I might be setting up a foundation on, on matchsticks. Getting out of the overwhelm of weight loss means recognizing that you need transformation, not just information. You should transform your habits by working with someone that can see it from an objective point of view. 
working on one habit, getting that nailed down, moving on to the next habit. It can be overwhelming of where to start. Well, I'm stress eating, I'm not sleeping, I'm hormonal, I've got cravings, I've got sore back, I don't know where to start. So a perfect example is one of my clients came to me and I, I said to her on the call, I was like, this is gonna be more than 12 weeks. And it was it, the, the kind of the look that came to her was a little bit stunned. But what she's literally said to me before I come on this call was, I'm delighted that I've realized, and you said that to me at the beginning, because we realized we have to go on HRT, we need to go and potentially talk to the doctor and now surgery has happened and things will be able to improve in relation to our hormones and all that kind of stuff. If we cross those two massive hurdles, then we have the overwhelm of that and feeling back to ourselves, and then we can deal with the emotional eating afterwards. So trying to do everything on your own can feel like an awful lot. You don't need to go on on your own. If you are struggling with some certain element of weight loss or weight gain or whatever it may be or whatever whatever could be happening, it's important for you to feel that you can reach out to someone. My DMs are always open. People are always surprised when I pop back messages on DMs, whether it be a voice note or a text message back. There's no point in going it alone because it hasn't worked. You may not have the tools in your arsenal. We've all been there. We've been trying to go on our own for a long time. That's why coaches have coaches. It's about learning and understanding certain things along the way. The next one is you try to do everything all at once. I've alluded to this already, that when you start off something, you're extra motivated and you want to try and get everything right for first, first, first hand. But we're not willing to actually address the low-hanging fruit of whether it be your stress or sleep management, whether it could be your hormones, whether it could be your emotional eating, whether it could be your mindset. You need to address the low-hanging fruit before you can go after the big ones, the big tunas. Too many people try to go after the big ones first. Go after the small ones and that will set you up on small wins. You say, right, this is actually giving me confidence in that I can improve my sleep. So, right, my sleep has improved, my mood is better, I have more energy and I'm meeting in a more consistent pattern. So that was a really simple tweak. Okay, so that was easy. So my stress management is better, so I'm reducing my picking in the evenings. And it's having a bigger impact on me. And then you're talking about, well, I want to still have my weekends. Okay, well, then we'll look at your weekends then. Potentially what Scott Bopti talked about using the two out of four rule. So if you're having a starter, main, dessert, drink, pick two out of those four. Use simple tools like that. But trying to change too many things at once is like trying to be a pilot, a builder, an accountant and a lawyer all at once. You can't be. You can't possibly give your full commitment to every single one of those and get your goal. It's like it's it's just not possible. And I think it's a huge element for you, whoever's listening to this, is pick something that you know that you can achieve. Something low hanging. Whether it be that just going for a walk, a half an hour walk in a day. What can you do for yourself today that will bring you to your goal? Rather than trying to write, I need to nail my four sessions. It's the biggest thing I see on when people are applying for myself is like they, tr- they think that they need to do five or six sessions or get sweaty with their workouts. But then we're never addressing the food. The food is the biggest, biggest hurdle for most, and the mindset is the biggest hurdle for most people. 
the workouts can come easier for a lot of people, but other people can struggle with that. So it's about setting people up for small steps. Like what's the lowest hanging fruit? What's, what would success look like for someone? Looking at the small little habits along the way, small little wins add up to success. The next one would be perfection versus good enough. So if we look at perfection, so perfection is one of those things that is pushed on us, our generation in particular, that we need to look perfect. We need to be perfect in order to achieve our goals. We need to be perfect. We cannot make mistakes. That's from media. That's from social media. That's from lo- from people. That could be from parents. A load of different things. So one of the things that a lot of people don't realize what perfection is, it's kind of ingrained in you from as a kid. So it can come from trauma. It can, can come from grief. It can come from bullying. It can come from parents. And it's looking at back, where is that perfection mentality coming from? Why do you need to have everything 100% all the time? It's too much to juggle for one person. So if you look at it, you could get bullied and say someone has potentially made a comment about your appearance. And that has stuck with you for a very long time. So you feel you need to be perfect in order to be accepted by society. So it's not being that you need to be perfect to be accepted by society. It's that you're looking for validation for your efforts to be accepted by society. But when people do give you that validation, you don't necessarily believe it. Because if you don't believe it, well, then it's not true. But if someone says something negative about your appearance, you tend to latch on to it, which is called confirmation bias. When you have a story in your head and something happens in relation to that story and a direct correlation to that story, you tend to latch onto it because it's easier and it's in line with what your thought process is at that time. But when someone comes to me and is like, well, I, I, I have to be perfect with my food. I will get them to write out what a day of perfect eating would look like. And right beside that, I will get them to write out again is how many times you've actually achieved this. And the answer 99% of the time is I've never achieved this. Okay, so if this is perfection, it doesn't really sound like perfection. It sounds like more unattainable. The perfect example will be cutting out foods. I can't have this. This is a bad food. This is a sin food. That's trying to be perfect, but it's not trying. It's not perfect at all. It's perfectly flawed. The approach is perfectly flawed. And most people will be like, what do you mean? Well, you're telling yourself you can't have something that you enjoy. And then once you have it, you feel guilty for it because you've created food rules for it. Well, food rules are created by people you've been around. Food rules are created by you. Food rules are learned, so they can be unlearned. But if someone comes to me about a perfect day of eating, it's like, there's no such thing as perfect. I know people are going to say, well, I've heard this so many times. How is it hard? How, how can I drop this? Well, I'll ask you again. What does a perfect day of eating look like? How many times have you achieved this? Okay, once we've done that exercise, look at what a good enough day of eating would look like for you. And how many times have you achieved that? Probably about 70%. So 70% is a lot more achievable than 100% of perfection. So you're better off going for the good enough approach, which allows you to have your chocolate, which allows you to have your biscuits with your tea in the afternoon or the evening, which allows you to go for that. But if we keep going on the approach of trying to be perfect all the time, you need to look at why why is being perfect so important for you. 
Is it trauma in your life? Maybe a parent walked out. Maybe it's someone passed away. And it's your way of justifying yourself for that happening. That if I'm perfect, this wouldn't have happened to me. And that's the psyche that can happen for some people that we've worked with. And it's about looking into it and actually detailing it and saying, well, and it's justifying yourself to say, well, if I'm not perfect, if I am perfect, this would never have happened to me. So I must build up to this. Or it's coming from potentially being a middle child, potentially being a child and parents being pushy. Maybe that's the way that they were brought up and they're, they're pushing that onto you. They don't know any different. They're trying to help you. Being trying to help you succeed, trying to help you to grow, trying to trying to evolve you. But if you got a B on your exam and you're delighted with that and they're not happy, you'll feel down. Like you've, if you got 80% or 70% in an exam, you'd probably be pretty happy. But then there's this voice in your head that speaks up saying, what about that extra 20 or 30% I could have got? Well, how many exams have you actually got 100% in? I'd be very surprised. Most exams shouldn't be 100%. They're rarely out of 100%, if that makes any sense. Because the 100% is very, very difficult to get. It's normally unattainable. So for that perfection to be a good enough exercise, what I would advise you to do is write down what a perfect day of food would look like. How many times have you actually achieved that? Then look and write out what a good day, a good enough day of food would look like. It will eat the, ease the pressure on you no end. If you're restricting yourself or you've got food rules, where did you learn them from? Have they, have they guided you to where you want to go so far? If the answer is no, well then you need to tr- work with someone to try and get rid of those. Because the food rules aren't working. The perfection mentality isn't working. Remember, perfection isn't possible. Perfection is a biblical thing. It's from the Bible. It's from Egypt. It's from Roman times. It's like almost immortal. What makes you perfect compared to other one, someone else? What about trying to be human? Which is possible, but you're, you, people will make mistakes. Since when are we not allowed to make mistakes? Since when is it not okay to actually have an off day? When is it okay? That's what people. That's why people are struggling so much. Is they don't feel that they can have an off day. That they have to be on it all the time. There'll be days where go where structure happens. There'll be days where things go to plan, and there'll be days where it doesn't. But the biggest thing I would say is potentially the weekends and stuff like that is where most of the people struggle. But that's due to lack of structure, more diversity more kind of like options with food and they struggle with that side of things like well I've messed up now so I might as well start my diet on Monday okay take a big deep breath in and say how many times how many times has that worked for you okay I'm going to start my diet tomorrow how many times has that worked for you so we all know that you're not going to start the diet on Monday you're going to give up by Wednesday because it's normally a restrictive approach. It takes out your favorite food because you're trying to be perfect. Look at what your version of perfect is. It's unattainable. So the other one that kind of comes in in relation to dealing with overwhelm is lack of structure. So when people hear structure, they hear limits. That's essentially what they hear. And every single person I've ever spoken to about the overwhelm is, have you planned anything into your day? 
now but I'm really busy it's like how can you be busy if you don't know what your calendar looks like well I'm, I feel I'm always busy are you always busy or are you trying to do everything and not getting actually nothing done are you being a busy fool so what I would look at is especially if it comes to work I'll give the work as the prime example if you listen to the procrastination episode look at the most important things that are on your work schedule and rank them in order of your top five one being most important five being your least important you can't move on to the second task until the first task is done if it's in relation to your training or your nutrition where have you planned that into your day if you haven't planned it into your day you're leaving it up to chance you're leaving it up to willpower you're leaving it up to the gods or whatever it may be if it's booked in it will get done it's booking those little meetings in and that's what the great thing about being able to work from home is you can create your schedule to a point yes you may be running around after kids and stuff like that but ask yourself what can i actually do this week is it three walks okay perfect brilliant that's perfect for you that's achievable for you but if you said to me that you can do three walks and then you actually said oh i'm actually gonna do six walks this week i guarantee you won't do the six walks and some people might fire this some people might get might get fired up by this and say well i'm gonna prove you wrong please do but you are rather you are much better off getting three sessions in continuously rather than going for six one week and then never going again like if you got three sessions a week in a month that's 12 sessions if you got six sessions in one week and never again that's six sessions so you got half your sessions in so you're losing half the ability you have to grow muscle half that ability to get toned half that ability to get strong as hell so you're missing out half of your actual achievement or process so there's your the lack of structure in your life it's like well you know when your kids meetings are you know when your meetings are you know when your match is on do you have little breaks booked in for yourself in your day like i know myself before i came on this i was having lunch and i trained i know that that allows me today to do that that i have that little window for myself aka for myself my me time have you got your you time booked into your day look at what you actually truly value are you putting yourself under too much pressure to get everything done in a week and actually having nothing done have you booked in or shop on online on a sunday to have it arrive on a sunday so you're set up for the day or are you doing a shop on a monday and playing catch-up obviously it's going to be weekends and stuff like that that you're away and you're playing catch-up and you're too tired to come home on a sunday but guess what that's called life it's not about beating yourselves up it's realizing and saying right what can i actually do could i get a meal prep company in The lack of structure is what kills a lot of people. And when people hear structure, they hear restriction, they hear limiting. But it actually creates freedom. I'm not saying you need to have every single workout planned or every single meal out planned or prepping meals or anything like that. You could have some meals prepped. You could have a meal prep company in. You could cook leftovers, allocate one day on a weekend to cook a few extra meals for yourself. The biggest thing that's helping me right now is doing my shop on a sunday so i know what's in my fridge for the week and it also allows you to say potentially if you are counting calories is well you know what's in the fridge so all you have to do is enter your food in before you actually eat it so it's allocated all there and you can see what spare calories are left at the end of the rest of the day that's one way to do it 
you're planning your day, you're structuring your day, saying, well, I'm going to have my 50 grams of porridge and a bit of chocolate in my porridge in the morning with my scoop away and my almond milk and my fruit. All right, so that's about 650, 700 calories. Okay, perfect. Then I'm going to have my sandwich for my lunch with my banana. So that brings me up to an extra 750 calories. So I know that I have potentially about 1,500 or whatever it may be calories left for the rest of the day for me to have wiggle room at lunch or at dinner or and also allows me to have my ice cream in the evening which I thoroughly enjoy. It's my me time. But the lack of structure is where chaos goes. If you look at the, potentially the payments that you're making back on your mortgage if you're listening to this, your payments are structured so that you can get to your goal. They were structured with the savings so that you got to your goal. If we keep winging things, chaos will happen. Routine leads to less chaos. Less chaos equals to to freedom and to discipline. And when people hear discipline, it's like, well, restriction comes into head. But that's not what we're trying to say. We're trying to take that element of choice out of your head so it's kind of like will I won't I well I've got my session booked in so I'm going to go well I know I have 40 minutes for when the girls are at training so I'm going to go for my walk then I know my son is being put down to bed at half six seven o'clock but my husband is going to do that each night and I'll look after him in the mornings so I'm going to go for my walk then and bring up one of my friends so if you plan a little bit of your week as best you can ask yourself what do you want your week to look like for you are they aligned with what you value are they aligned purely for the kids are they aligned purely for your partner are they aligned purely for everyone else it also allows you to look at your schedule and say i can actually say no to this it allows you to say well i actually have this on so i'm actually not going to go to this and the only reason you would say yes to it is because you're people pleasing and there's sometimes you want to go to cinema with your mates rather than going for a session. Okay, fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's not about making up for the session, as in trying to get four in that week rather than three. It's just like, where can I get my extra schedule in? But if you have stuff planned, you'll see a window of opportunity for yourself. The other element of dealing with overwhelm and weight loss is the lack of sleep and poor stress management. Um, I've done a few exercises with clients in the last couple of weeks in relation to looking at how much social media they spend or time they spend on social media and some of the results have been quite scary um, if you're listening to this you'll know who I'm talking about but we've all been there so someone will say well I'm a poor sleeper it's like are we a poor sleeper or are we diagnosed as a poor sleeper or what's going on but if we're not sleeping we get stressed easier so we get overwhelmed easier our mind is more negative and we end up, end up picking more because when we get tired or we get emotional or we get stressed, what happens is our brain will kick in and will say, get me the quickest source of energy into my body now in order to deal with this tiredness. doesn't say I crave chocolate. doesn't say I crave carbs. It's not how it works. Your brain associates that food with a happier time. That's why that light bulb in that segment of the brain will light up and tell you to go for that food. It's looking for the quickest source of energy into it. And then once you get it up, you'll, cra- you'll rise back up in energy and crash back down. 
But if we're not sleeping, we're stressed all the time. Things are going to not end too well. The goal of life shouldn't be stressed all the time. The goal of life shouldn't be to function on the minimum amount of sleep all the time. If you've got a newborn kid, take breaks. If you've got a newborn kid, take breaks. There's no point in both of you struggling. If one of the kids is sick and you're taking turns or you feel that you're up all the time, potentially when they are sick, that could be the time for you to actually function on, well, right, let me plan out a few meals here while they're asleep or when they're resting the next day. But if we're not sleeping or stressed, if we're not sleeping or we're completely stressed, like we're limiting ourselves because one people, there's two responses to stress. There's undereating or there's overeating. I'd be an undereater. Other people would be an overeater. Neither are great, neither are right, neither are wrong. But if it's not linking in with what your goal is, which is to try and say lose weight, for example, which the majority of the people on this podcast will listen to for, if you're stressed and your stress response is food, stress it's lit the food is literally numbing the stress for you it's actually not dealing with the stress it's not actually having that conversation with your boss it's not if you're not willing to learn from say if you got a subject a project or something like that at work and it, you know it's gonna it's gonna you know it's gonna be a shit show for three weeks with getting that project done okay so we know that's coming up so what can we bring in what structure what plans can we bring in there well i'm gonna go and get a meal prep company for those three weeks I'm going to do my shop for those three weeks on the Sunday to get the, the meals in. I am potentially, I'm going to book in my walk for the first thing in the morning so I start off my day on my terms. These are all simple, simple solutions. Regarding the sleep, look at your pre-bed routine. Are you on your phone? Are you watching other people live their lives through reels? Are you looking at TikTok and escapism? But what are you escaping from? But if you're not sleeping or stressed all the time, it's going to be very difficult to change things. So you need to look at that and your coping mechanisms align to that. So that's trying to, that would be the, the low hanging fruit, what I've spoken about previously. The next one would be that we're purely outcome based rather than process based. So what this means is that you're purely weight loss driven or the scales driven rather than what do you need to do to get to that process. So you want the results now. So it links in with impatience. You want the results now. But the actions haven't been set in place or the actions aren't aligning to where you actually want to go or say you want to go. So you need to look at it from a point of view of if you are trying to save for a mortgage, you know that you need to save a certain amount every month in order to have a certain amount by the end of the year. By the time of five, six years, you'll have that enough money to get that deposit for that house that you're looking for. So there's the process and there's the outcome. So when it comes to weight loss, people were like, well, I want to lose 10 pounds by yesterday. Rather than focusing on losing the first pound, people are so caught up on losing the 10 kg or 20 kg they need that they, they think they should lose. We're so caught up in that element of next 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 one we're actually not focusing on being present and actually what do i need to do to get to that pound loss well i need to get three walks in i need to go to the gym three times this week i need to get more protein in i need to be in a deficit and i need to be patient i need to have non-scale victories let's focus on sending shane my forum videos let's focus on talking to shane about how can we deal with this stressful period in my life 
let's talk to Shane about what can we do to kind of like I'm feeling good now do, do we do we push it while it's good or do we ease off a while it's uh, when things are coming up or what do we do because the scales is going to go up the scales is going to go down we have very very limited we've very we've no control over what that scales is going to read but what we do have is we have control over our own actions and those actions are those processes that we need to get to our goal so if I told you right now that, all right, I want to potentially lose 5kg by, say, September. All right. So we know that by September, right, we're in the middle of May right now when we're listening to this. So we've got three and a half months. All right. So we dig in and say, right, so we need to lose about 11 pounds in three and a half months. All right. So on average, that will be... A little under two pounds a month that we need to lose. So we need to lose about half a pound a week in order to get to our goal. That's very achievable if that person has five kg to lose, that is. What do I need to do to lose that half pound? Well, I need to be in a deficit one. I need to manage my stress and my sleep two. I need to have my regular meals three. It's the big thing. You need to be more process-based, but that's purely scales-based. That's scales goal. And people aren't willing to remove that whole element of, oh, I'll be happy when I get to 5kg weight loss. What I've seen from so many people is they get to that 5kg weight loss and they're like, was well, this it? We're actually happier or we feel more rewarded when we're on the journey rather than we're at the destination. That dopamine, which is the reward hormone in our brain, actually reacts more when we're actually on the journey than when we're at the actual destination that's the ironic thing people don't realize that we need to look at it from a point of view of what do we need to do tell me what you do daily and i'll tell you where you'll be in a year the last one is when people get dealing with overwhelm the last one i'm going to talk about is having a why most people when they start off losing weight they're like, I want to lose weight. Well, losing weight's not a good enough goal. People are like, well, what do you mean? It's like, I want to lose weight. Yeah, but why do you want to lose weight? Because I want to feel better in my clothes. Why do you want to feel better in my clothes? Because I have this dress I want to get into. Well, why? what's so important about that dress? Well, that was when I first met my partner and I want to get into that because he couldn't take his hands off me. Why do you want to lose weight? I want to lose weight because I want to be healthy. Well, why do you want to be healthy? Because I'm around for my kids. Have a why. If you don't have a why, it's going to be very difficult for those days and they will come when you don't feel like doing anything. You won't be motivated every time. I don't care what bullshit you've read, what bullshit you've listened to, you will not be motivated every single day. I do not know anyone that's motivated to train every single day. Like, I didn't want to go to the gym this morning. I really didn't. Like, I'm coming back from injury and illness and I'm slowly getting into the gym brand new gym still trying to find my feet in there trying to still find equipment all that kind of stuff i deal with that overwhelm as well but what i try to do is write out a program to start me off myself that will build my confidence up that will set me up for success i have no weight goal i have no um body composition goal it's more of an outcome goal well i need to go to the gym 
four times a week. Last week was three times a week. This week is four times a week and building it up slowly. So four times a week is the max I will ever do. Okay, so now have I booked it into my schedule? Yes, so it's booked in for Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. They're my days I'm going to train. So I know what my why is. It's to get back to where I was with my strength. Why do I want to feel strong? Because it correlates with me feeling good in my clothes. Why do I feel good in my clothes? Because I feel more confident and it gives me that ability to feel like myself again. Who doesn't want to feel good in their clothes? Who doesn't want to feel good with no clothes on? But it's those small little steps of why do you want to do things? Having that process to get to that outcome. Dealing with that impatience. Having that sleep and stress. Aiming for good enough over perfection. Like I know those sessions weren't going to be perfect. But I know those sessions were more about getting them done. And I actually found that I probably, I improved one of my lifts by about two and a half kg in the first week back already because I've tweaked my nutrition I've prioritised my sleep and my stress management I've stopped taking in loads of information from different PTs and focus on what I wanted rather than looking for this perfect programme doesn't exist rather than looking for this perfect nutrition plan doesn't exist rather than jumping around a living room aimlessly and hoping hit sessions will tone me it doesn't exist I'm breaking all those layers back and dissecting and saying well what do I need to do to get to my goal Have I set myself a time frame? Yes, but that's going to from my own head. But that's my way of keeping myself accountable to myself is talking to you guys about it now. These are things I don't really share on social media. I don't, train, I don't share most of my training on social media. I haven't really trained this year because I haven't been able to breathe properly. Not COVID related or anything. But I just haven't been able to breathe properly. So I've been put on inhalers and everything. I'm okay now, by the way. Please don't text me about it. Um, but dealing with overwhelm and weight loss can be something that a lot of people do struggle with. But the where people go wrong is they try to do everything on their own. They try to do everything at once. They're taking in too much information and not enough action. They're trying to be perfect rather than actually be trying to be good enough and human. They have no structure. They haven't got their sleep or stress under control. They're impatient. They're process their outcome oriented rather than process oriented and they don't have a why so i would love to hear back from you on this is guys pop me a message on what your feedback is if this has helped you in any way please share it and tag me up on your story share it to your mates has this helped you if it's a load of bs that's fine it may not be for you small simple steps will get you to your goal running around and around about on a hamster wheel won't get you to where you want to go take an exit know your why know what you want to need to do and book those into your day so you'll get there in 12 weeks or whenever it may be know that you'll have off days and remember that good enough is enough drop trying to do everything at once jumping around from program to program with nutrition training stop trying to go things on your own if you don't have those tools in your arsenal right now they can be learned but you need to learn it off someone who knows what they're talking about. So if someone is interested in this and listening and wants to help me to help them with their coaching, please reach out, DM me or click the link in the 
description below and we can book in a free call and we can go through things i'm really excited for you to listen to this i'm really excited for you to whoever does message me so i have two spaces left for for may so if you're interested in working with me please do pop me a message and i look forward to kind of hearing the feedback guys thank you so much for listening